Big Sky, Big Potential. In association with Mills and Reeve, this is Eastern Promise. Achieving more together. I'm Mike Rigby and this is episode 87 of the Eastern Promise podcast, wherein we explore the full potential of the East of England, telling the world how bright and brilliant are our region's best and brightest. Connect Health Tech operates at the nexus of medicine and technology by tapping into the power of the Cambridge ecosystem. And what an ecosystem! Research institutes, the NHS, industry, investors, all levels of government, not to mention Cambridge University itself. I'll be talking to Clarice Benny about how Connect Health Tech helps create the diagnostics and therapies of the future. And finally, Nelson Mandela urged us to celebrate milestones as we prepare for the road ahead. So, what landmark moments lie ahead for you in this week's Crowd Sorcery? I'm Clarice and I'm part of the team at Connect Health Tech, so I work at Community Engagement. Connect Health Tech is a University of Cambridge initiative to figure out how we can increase connectivity between the physical and life sciences to foster interdisciplinary collaborations. It's always wonderful for Eastern Promise to find a kindred spirit. Someone who wants to showcase the East of England's huge potential for innovation and enterprise. Connect Health Tech is that kindred spirit, and then some. It functions as a highly effective bridge between two Cambridge research hubs. The Science and Technology Hub at the Maxwell Centre and the Biomedical Hub, primarily the Milner Therapeutics Institute. Their job is to create the conditions for successful collaboration in health tech, to encourage and connect... And not only that, they recently honoured the health tech community in their Connect Health Tech Awards 2023. I really wanted to know more, and Connect Health Tech were very pleased to oblige, in the person of Clarice Benny who met me on the sixth floor of Mills and Reeves' superb Cambridge office, Botanic House, to explain more. I've been thinking a lot about clusters, about how they're formed, how they grow, what parts you need to succeed. Where better to come than Cambridge? Where better to come than the sixth floor of the Mills and Reeves building, Botanic House, with a spectacular view of the city? And who better to ask than Clarice Benny? of Connect Health Tech, part of the University of Cambridge. Claris, welcome to Eastern Promise. Thank you so much for joining me here this morning. Just tell us briefly about uh, what you do as, as part of uh, Connect Health Tech and then in, if you could introduce us to Connect yeah, Health Tech. Of course. So thanks so much for having me on the podcast. 
I'm Clarice and I'm part of the team at Connect Health Tech, so I work at Community Engagement. Connect Health Tech is a University of Cambridge initiative which was started as a project a few years ago to figure out how we can increase connectivity between the physical and life sciences to foster interdisciplinary collaborations because I think for the future of the therapeutics that are going to transform our society, it's at that interface between medicine, technology, maths, life science, engineering, and how do we bring those different people together? Yeah. So that was the kind of mission that Connect Health Tech was formed around. And the pandemic then happened, which changed what the vision <laughs> of that looked like. So many interviews have got the phrase, yeah. and the pandemic happened. A <laughs> slight U-turn. Yeah. Um, but actually, out of that has been born a really great thing, which is we've developed an online community, which powers what we do. Because it's an online community, it's very outward facing, it's accessible 24 seven. Um, and whilst it's a university initiative, the community that we have on, on there, which is at this point just under 1800 members, is a really great mix of researchers, industry, entrepreneurs, startups, and the people who facilitate those journeys and those interactions between the various different components. Um, and about a third of our membership is linked to the university, but two thirds, really? yeah, two thirds is actually not linked to the university, which really allows us to capitalise on an opportunity for bringing in new ideas, new perspective, as well as democratising access to the wealth of opportunities and resources that we've got in Cambridge. Um, that is certainly a wealth of resources and opportunities. Yeah. I mean, you've already answered my first question uh, brilliantly, which is the talking about the ecosystem. So, what would you say are the kind of the, the fundamental translational capabilities um, that you're trying to foster between sort of industry and academia and the life science and the physical science sectors? What are the, those those capabilities you, you you want that Connect Health Tech wants to sort of utilise and promote and Turbocharge almost. Yeah, so when we first launched, one of our primary targets was to make our online community platform a one-stop shop for health tech-related events, so whether that's research, whether it's networking, strategic networking, whether it's masterclasses for um, health tech-related events in Cambridge. And because it's outward-facing, we've got this events calendar that is populated by whole variety of different people i think in the last year it's 175 different people that we've had listing events on there wow um and that is just that's not necessarily connect health tech running those events that mm. would be a massive undertaking yeah yes <laughs> it's saying how can we group them together so that yeah. for people to then meet those connections um have those serendipitous meetings um they can use our platform to achieve that um, yeah. So maybe you're um, looking at a spin-out. I think there's been a lot of discussion about that, given the recent university spin-out report. Like yeah. strategic networking, speaking to people who've already walked that path, um, speaking to the different support systems. So in Cambridge, whether that's the Office for Translational Research um, for or Cambridge Enterprise for embarking on that journey. How are you meeting those people? How are you finding out who the people actually are behind those organisations? Yeah. Um, and having an online community platform that it's free, it's open for anyone to join, um, and it's that professional online community of practice is a great way. And that was our initial, initial target. 
um, we're really, really happy with how in the last two and a half years now, yeah. um, that's grown um, as a function and it's pretty self-sustaining now, which is fantastic, especially for me. Yeah, yes, it does work for you. I, I, I like it with that. <laughs> and because we're a small team, that then opens up new opportunities for us to do more. So earlier this year, um, we had our first inaugural Connect Health Tech Live conference event, yeah. uh, which was taking all the great stuff that we do online, bringing different people together um, and opening up and starting conversations to a hybrid setting. So we had a fantastic panel um, and like different panels lined up throughout the day. So we had um, how are we connecting clusters and how are we joining up what different campuses um, and clusters are doing. So that was our opening panel. Yeah. That was a really great one. And then we went into more um, specific different events and, and talks. So we had a female founders panel. We had an entrepreneurship masterclass. And we had how do we bring um, equality, diversity and inclusion practices into research to really maximize research yeah, impact. That's, that's a real life issue, isn't it? Yeah. Fascinating discussion. Mm. And so we were able to bring experts, people who were interested into the room and online. So online we had, we worked really hard to make sure that our program was not just gonna be able to be viewed kind of passively online, but how are we bringing our round table discussions, which were a really important part of the program to an online setting as well. Yeah. Um, and through like Zoom breakouts, we had some great conversations. We had people joining from Kenya, from around the country, um, from different countries as well so wow it's fantastic I, I, I hate to put you on the spot <laughs> yeah. but are you doing that again we're hoping to i'm not sure if it will be next year or if it will be the year after so, like about every every yeah, uh, biannual it, it sounds like it takes that takes an awful awful lot yeah it's, it's a huge event and one of the great things about doing this is i can just follow um curiosity wherever it takes me and then just I invite you to really just sort of go into detail on one of the things you raised which is, is a, something of interest to me is the point you made about clusters how do we grow and connect clusters so did, were you part of that session have you got any sort of, um, learning that you can uh, share with us from that session or is that something you're still looking at I mean it's a huge topic um, but from the angle of connect health tech thinking about clusters and how we connect them um, there have been some really interesting talks recently that I've been to. For example, there was a MedTech Innovation Assembly in Leeds run by Houston Group, who attended Connect Health Tech Live. Um, we made the connection there. And again, that serendipitous meeting led to us going to Leeds. Um, Paula Rogers-Brown, my colleague, and the Connect Health Tech yes, lead. indeed. Absolutely. She's brilliant to work with. She I'm was, sure she is. I, I, you know, she was chairing, yeah, she was chairing a science park showcase where we had different science parks from around the country, um, further south in Cambridge, all the way up to um, Scotland as well. Um, and talking about how we can join up what we're doing. And there was a fascinating conversation around the need for a better narrative around the opportunities for um, startups and companies um, all the way through to like SMEs and then larger industry as well. In the UK, I think we have a real, there's a lot of conversation right now about the lack of lab space. And actually yes. we need to expand on that a bit and say, what do we mean by lab space? Is that experimental wet lab? Is that computational? In which case, completely different space, completely different functions needed by that. Um, and it was great to have representation from the different clusters around the UK to say, actually, we're hearing a lot of talk about there being no 
um, physical space, but from um, there were representation from Leeds and Manchester there and those clusters who were saying, well, that's really frustrating to us because we do have the space. And if we can create a better narrative between clusters about the opportunities for startups and for um, SMEs and industry navigating the UK life science ecosystem as a whole, um, we can really open up the possibilities. Do you know, you've, you've kind of really encapsulated one of the reasons that I uh, really enjoy and I'm really pleased that Eastern Promise is, 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 is sort of in Cambridge and has had such a warm reception from Cambridge and I'm learning so much from Cambridge, is you hit upon the point of narrative and how to expand that. And it, it just strikes me, Cambridge as a kind of an ecosystem or, 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 or cluster of ecosystems almost, has that very 360 view that isn't just regional, isn't just national and it's global. And you, 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 know, you, you talked about that people joining the Connect Tech Live from all over the world. Yeah. And how do you think, is, is it a function of the university and perhaps alumni or, or how Cambridge has sort of really cemented those you know, regional, national, global connections and how can we sort of encourage regionally others, other clusters to sort of tap into that, not be afraid of that and, and sort of have those conversations, because I don't think they happen enough regionally as much as they have for Cambridge yeah. and indeed other clusters on a sort of national and international level. Yeah. Um, there was a question in there, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. In terms of how Cambridge can like really get out the narrative that we are about joining the dots, it's not about competition, it's about complementary ex um, expertise and opportunities. And I think Initiatives like Connect Health Tech are fantastic. We were founded by the University of Cambridge, a collaborative project from um, five different departments with different um, disciplines and expertise um, in to yet yeah, to launch the community. Um, and that's a really outward facing, like I say, it's open for anyone mm. to join. And a lot of that is about knowledge exchange. Yeah. Advertising those opportunities, saying you might think that um, the opportunities for, I don't know, if you've got an, an entrepreneurial idea that you're looking to take forward, just because something has got the University of Cambridge um, stamp on it doesn't mean it's not for you. So, for example, one of the innovation programmes that we have on Connect Health Tech, who run their cohort as it's part of our yeah. more organisational offering, is the Impulse programme at the Maxwell. The Impulse programme is fantastic. They've got an amazing, amazing lineup of mentors and experience to tap into. And that's not exclusive to the University of Cambridge at all. They released a stat for this year's cohort and what percentage of them were University of Cambridge or non-University of Cambridge linked. And I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it was <laughs> almost, I want to say it was like 45% not Cambridge related. Really? Which you might not realise because it is, it's in the University of Cambridge building, the Maxwell Centre, amazing um, like kind of research industry hive of opportunity there yeah um and i think yeah connect health tech is one way that we can advertise to other people that this is for you this isn't just for the university no, of cambridge it's, it's amazing yeah. as an online community how does connect health tech and i think you've you, you've kind of you have alluded to this in a bit, how does connect health tech encourage like uh those water those coffee queue moments those mm. water cooler moments uh, that kind of light bulb moments in meetings when someone goes oh that's fantastic i i mean the, the on the one hand, there's the danger that you don't get that so much as you do with the physical presence. But on the other, you're pulling in such a 
wider, far more diverse uh, grouping that maybe there's another way it happens? Yeah, I think it is one of those things where, especially to start off with, it's quite um, resource and time heavy to think about. This isn't just because you've got two people in an online room, that is if you were going to think about the community in that way, does not necessarily mean that they're going to talk. In the same way that at an in-person setting, you could work in the same building as someone and mm-hmm. still not ha- not know Indeed. who they are and what they're doing and what your opportunities are to share kind of your perspectives. Um, and so it takes a lot of thinking about how are we stimulating that. Um, something that I think is a real wealth on the platform is that we've got a section of that we would call our network of networks. And that right. is different spaces on the community hosted and run by different hosts. So some of those are more organisational, so... One of our founding partners, the Milner Therapeutics Institute, has a network on Connect Health Tech where they're often sharing their news, their events, opportunities to reach out to them and get involved. Um, And that's that's not something that I'm having to do, but I'll check in with them, see where we are for what their objectives are. Mm. And we also have some networks which are less organisational and more about um, shared interests, professional interests. So, for example, um, we've got a network called the Tech Bio Innovators Network. It's run by Aileen Charpentier, who is Head of Innovation at Brentwood SciTech. Yes. And their Melbourne campus. And Brentwood's a really interesting one, especially going back to what we were saying about clusters, given yeah. the recent ID Manchester and Cambridge collaboration yeah. that Brentwood is forging. Um, and if you read, I'm not sure how much you've read about that, but they were saying that one of their real strengths is their local networks that they have, and that really brings more than just the physical space on their on their campuses, but actually you're able to tap into the networks that they've established. And the Tech Bio Innovators um, community and network is one of the local Bruntwood networks um, within the Eastern region for bringing together people who are interested in that. Um, they have in-person events relatively frequently and meetups, um, and in between those, they use their online hub on Connect Health Tech to kind of start conversations. Yeah. Have you seen this recent bit of news? What mm-hmm. do you think of that? Um, and in that space, we've seen really great conversations happening in discussion threads in the comments. Um, and some of those have then moved on to collaborations that have taken place off the platform. How, when, how much do you enjoy seeing that happen when collaborations move off the platform and kind of into into the physical realm? It is incredibly satisfying to I see. Bet it is. Yeah, yes. it's because you can't you can't force it. You you're trying, you're working at this thing, and you know it, it's just great when you see like actually that is going somewhere and this is working and yeah, we are building momentum in that space because I think it's really hard in the beginning. No one wants yeah. to be the first person to say hi, what's going on, or I'm looking for a connection in this area. Yeah. But as soon as you've got a couple of people who are happy to start those conversations, actually you really see momentum and traction build. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I do, I do love doing is, is, is making those connections across mm. the region, saying, you're working in this, they're working in this, there may be somewhere where you can co- collaborate or, or at least you know, take an interest in what each other is doing. But you, you're right, once you've kind of made that, introduction you kind of it's like you just put this like baby bird down and it's like go on off you go fly fly uh, and, and whether it doesn't it doesn't is, is kind of out of your hands but you, you you've i think you've i, I think you're like you're a lot i mean you, you you really enjoy that introduction and, and just hope once it's out of your hands you just hope Completely. great stuff comes comes of it um 
I don't know if this is a, a good question or not, but I've written it down, so I'm going to ask it. Um, what would you say the key features are of, of, of those meaningful connections, those meaningful partnerships in the health tech sphere? Uh, is it a level of what they call super connector uh, access? Is it somebody with a particularly strong uh, innovation idea? Is it just people whose objectives um, run parallel for that for that for, for a period of time for a project? What, what, or is it all of those things? It's that's a really really interesting question. I think, or oh, I think, for me, thinking about what really drives those those partnerships, those um, connections, a massive part of it is curiosity and saying, I've got an idea. Um, and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not afraid to ask a question, whether that's, does anybody know anyone working in this space? Or I've got this much of an idea. So for example, we recently had someone join the network and say, um, I've got an idea around using wearable technology um, to then improve access to healthcare. Um, I'm actually thinking about this in the context of applying it to a Latin American setting. Does anyone have any ideas about who I should speak to about this? So super interesting prompt and it just piques people's curiosity there's a bit of bravery about saying you know i'm just i'm going to put it out there is anybody going to offer anything yeah and it the kind of supportive community that we've really grown the comments underneath that were amazing so there's recently been a new university of cambridge um, initiative launch called the precision health network initiative network one of those um and again that's another um, open initiative, so it's not exclusive to, to the university. And they had two events coming up which were actually really related to that. So we had, I think it was Tammy Dugan. Tammy Dugan, yeah, friend, friend of the, of the show. Podcast, right? Um, was like, oh, have you spoken to Nan and Sarah from the Precision Health Initiative? I think there'd be a really great conversation to happen there. That moved forward, someone else. So it's Having the bravery to ask a question and just trusting that it's going to pique someone's curiosity and there are enough of these people who are super connectors, we would say, who really are going to help you navigate that ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and just seeing where that takes you. Yeah, abs absolutely. I mean, I have to say, when you said, just as an example, a Latin American, the first thing I thought of was, I remember when I was at this thing and I saw somebody talk about something and it was about Bolivia and about da da da, and and you just you start sort of rattling through who who can I who can I put you and it's and I think the great thing is and I think this is this 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 will be the same for you I'm sure is that you don't you you just want to connect the connect people to see what comes of it exactly. and to hope not because you're going to get any kind of reward or. Um, you know, any kind of, you know, okay, you've made, I've made the connection, now I will submit my invoice. It's because you really excited to see the fruit of that collaboration. Completely. Um, and, and it was interesting you mentioned Tammy because I sat next to her at a Cambridge and event a couple of weeks ago. Um, and uh, last week, I can't remember, time moving so fast at the moment. Um, and she said, because she was obviously, I took her to, to see uh, Norwich Research Party, the Quadrum Institute. And she was blown away by it. And she sat next, we sat next, sat next to each other waiting for the event to start. And she said, oh, yeah, but, a, you know, quite a few people contact me and say, oh, how do we make those connections? How do we make that? Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, your Connect Health Tech is navigating 
on behalf of the university, on behalf of your members, uh, and you know who, whoever wants to be part of the network, uh, and, and an enviably huge task navigating a incredibly fast-paced. Uh, I use the word popular advisedly, but it's kind of the zeitgeist. Is you know health tech is, is you know I, I've been round. Um, I have to say at Astral Park with my friend Sue Simmons who runs the Innovation Showcase there and looking at, they've got like a mocked up ambulance. So looking at haptics and all those mm. kind of things for helping paramedics remotely. Um, how do you stay at kind of the, just slightly ahead of the curve, um, at, you know, in, in terms of the launching of funds that your members may be introduced. The, the, you, you've, you've, you've kind of got the events covered because you're encouraging people to post their own events and you're just kind of curating that. Uh, but how do you do that? Because it's, it's very, very difficult. It's the exact same concept as we took in the really early stages with our one-stop shop events calendar and applying that, which is really encouraging other people to share. It's not on us or on any one person. No one person could be on top of it like that would be 24 7 365 days of the year but if you create a forum where anybody can share those opportunities and you work really hard to stimulate people posting there by you know working out okay in the beginning maybe we are posting more of it maybe other people are posting more who are our core contacts for this space going to be and then once you've got enough um, consistency there then working really hard to communicate that um, and to say this this resource is here it's a fantastic resource please tap into it it's open for anyone and then other people start to populate it as well and I think in terms of our community growth I mentioned that we've just got just under 1800 members now right um, we did a member feedback survey um, in September 2022, so last year, um, and 60% of our members said that they would actively recommend Connect Health Tech to a friend. Mm -hmm. And we can see in terms of our community makeup what percentage of our members come through being referred by other members. Right. And it's 52%. Ah. So again, in terms of members seeing the value there, um, and then really wanting to share that with colleagues, with other people in their network saying, oh, this opportunity I saw, maybe that's not relevant for me, but it really could be relevant for you and what you're doing, have yeah. you joined? Um, that real community um, member-led growth applies, from, applies in every space, whether that's the events calendar, whether that's jobs, funding opportunities, um, and whether that's actually just community growth and saying this resource is here, please tap into it, yeah. which is fantastic. So I suppose without, we shouldn't go any further before I ask you <laughs> to. So how can people tap into that resource? It's a very, I'm sorry, I promise you, this kind of thing is usually put at the end or the beginning, but I'm going to, I want to come on to the, I've got a couple more questions, can then come on to your community awards, which I'm really excited um, to talk about. But how can people tap in and become a member of Connect Health? Because it's such a huge field, there's no way I can cover everything I want to yeah. cover and, 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 and people still have lives to lead because they'll just be listening to this, this forever because it's fascinating stuff. Exactly. So um, as I mentioned, like our members are always referring people, but on our website, in the top right-hand corner, I'm trying to visualise the website, there's a little button which says join our community. If you click that, um, it will take you through to a sign-up page 
we ask, uh, I think, three joining questions. It's not that anybody has to meet a certain standard. It's just to make sure from our side, from a due diligence point of view, that this professional community of practice has got all the right people in there and that no one's in there that shouldn't be, basically, which means that we've got, it's part of why we've got really such great member-to-member -member interactions on the platform. Yeah. Um, and anyone can join from that point. So we've got a link, which I thought we might be able to give to you and put in the show notes if people yes, listen and want to join. Yes, indeed. We will do that. And it will be in the show notes. And I will also make sure when I cover it in the, the old socials there, that, yeah. it's, that it's there for anyone to, to, to join. Uh, I believe I've, I, I, I have joined myself indeed. Um, so I'm really sort of, and, and you're really kind of encouraging me to make far more use of, of, of that than I've been able to so far. Now... Talking about inter, we talked about inter, interdisciplinary models and those forms of incubation of uh, innovation startups and uh, in the health tech sphere. And you've you've been part of the, the, the what it talks about in in the in the uh, the report, the creating a university enterprise zone for Cambridge across the life and physical sciences, is modelling those various different forms. Um, what conclusions have you been able to reach, if any, at this point about what those forms of interdisciplinary those interdisciplinary models are most effective or is it just basically it depends i think again big big question um well we I ask think, the big questions uh, yeah exactly i think it does it does depend and i think the other thing which i find really like endlessly fascinating is that everybody has a different definition of what it means to be interdisciplinary yeah um then you'll speak to people who from the outside you might think are in the same discipline and they'd be like, oh, God, no, we're doing completely different projects. If we were to work together, that would be interdisciplinary. Or you can think of it in a more zoomed out sense of is that, um, I don't know, um, life science and engineering. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of different research groups coming through which have that mix within them, which I think is really exciting and yeah. is well, you almost need to. It's kind Completely. of in the health tech. It's kind of in the name. But you're right. I mean, people get hung up on the it depends. It's not a cop-out answer. It's actually the best answer because it, it says it depends. It's a, a whole world of opportunity, a whole world of potential, a whole world of it depends. We find the right ingredients and it'll go, you know, and it'll be fantastic. So, you know, I, I, I think that it depends is, is, is the best answer yeah. possible. And I, and I think there are things you can do. So you can really interrogate, okay, like, what are the voices that we have in this conversation? How have we got... Have we really tried hard to make sure that there's um, diverse representation of backgrounds, people and perspectives um, within this discussion, within this project? And there's different ways that you can incorporate those. So I mentioned the research impact workshop that we had at Connect Health Tech Live. That was fascinating for thinking about that and how can we maximise the impact of research that's going on, for example, at the university or in um, industry academia collaborations. There's so many different ways of doing it and it's asking the questions and keeping that at the forefront of your mind. And now, without further ado, Clarice will reveal the winners of the 2023 Connect Health Tech Awards. So I think I'll start off with um, one of my favourite categories, which was our highlighted collaboration category. Right. And I alluded to this slightly earlier, talking about Aileen Charpentier from Bruntwood's Tech Bio Innovators Community. Aileen posted an article around this time last year about decentralised science 
and this new approach to, I mean, it's got so many different facets to it, but the article was talking about um, how does decentralised science and having a more like open approach to um, funding, um, like what does that look like? She just shared it, this article and said, I thought this was fascinating, interested to know what other people think. Um, and one of our community members, Dan Bolser, who um, has a blockchain and bioinformatics background and company, commented and said, I've been really interested in this for a while. Yeah. Um, I'd actually love to have an event as part of the inaugural Cambridge Tech Week to discuss this further and open up the conversation. Dan then was able to connect with Aileen and with other people working in, the, in that sphere. Um, and they did hold this event for Cambridge Tech Week, which was fantastic. Yeah. And it then came back to the community when after the event, Dan said, I don't know if anyone's interested, but one of our attendees was a professor who has an open data project that's going on right now. If anybody wants to connect with him on this, he's really happy and would really like that, which aligned with another initiative going on from the Engineering Biology Interdisciplinary Research Centre. Right. Who've just had an open tech initiative. Um, and they were like, this is really interesting. We're going to take that conversation offline again. So it was one of those things where it's a conversation to collaboration that just kept on going. Yeah, that's fantastic. No wonder. Yeah. So, so the, the, the winner was that? Yeah, it was Dan and Aileen. Oh, um, fantastic. With that collaboration. So the next category was best newcomer. And this went to Dave Graham, who was one of Dave the, Graham, a super connection if ever there was one. Indeed. He joined our community just under six months ago, um, or at the time of the awards, it was just under six months ago. And he's made a huge impact on and offline. He's particularly active in our space and infrastructure or spin network space, which is connecting people with a, a who are interested in working related to um, facilities, space, infrastructure, tying back to that previous conversation we were having about what are the different types of lab space or working space that yeah. are available. Um, and Dave has referred over 40 members to this space, different people who are connected in various ways, shared events, joined discussions, um, and it's been, yeah, really fantastic. Fantastic. Well, well done, Dave Graham, who, we, who, who I've, I've met on the, and uh, connected with on, on numerous occasions. I'm really glad to see him get the nod, as it were. award was our dedication to a special interest group so I re referenced the open networks that we have mm -hmm. in the community earlier our special interest groups um, some of those are closed and that would be where the innovation programs would be running their cohorts in a closed space which allows them to upload their resources connect their members etc mm -hmm. and Samantha Deacon who works at the Maxwell Center on there and runs their impulse program um, won this award because she's been using Connect Health Tech for her cohort and they just had really impressive engagement. Um, so they had 85% of their members and mentors were active every single month that the programme was running, which was really high. 30% of the members were also contributing to the space, so sharing their own events, articles, resources that they found useful and really driving knowledge exchange between them. 
Um, and she's developed it further and created an alumni space for previous cohorts of the Impulse program, mm -hmm. which again is taking those same principles and taking them even further. So we've now got people saying, does anyone have a recommendation for an expert in this thing? Yeah. Um, my startup is now like looking to acquire expertise in this area. Does anyone have any recommendations? And in terms of that, like that was just brilliant for us to see and Samantha's really committed to that. Um, yeah, Impulse is one of several innovation programs that we have, so I'd just like to give the nod to some of the others as well. If that's Absolutely, okay. go ahead. No, we just, no yeah. let's, let's not exclude them. So we've got um, Start Codon run their Diverse Directors yes. program, which um, it was a real contender for this award because they've also had very good engagement levels. Um, and then they also is have Jason, them. is it Jason? Yeah, Jason Mellard um, and Jenny Redstall um, right. and M. Plowman and also RBW Consulting have collaborated with them for the programme, so it's like a joint venture. Um, and then Biospark is another innovation for um, early career researchers in life scientists, so that's a lot of PhDs and postdocs who are interested in exploring entrepreneurship and academia industry collaborations. So Biospark has three different um, kind of fellowship types. One of them um, creates projects that they can work on with big pharma companies. So the pharma companies have their project and they, they are able to work on those and get experience there. And some of them are more entrepreneurial as well. Um, and they also run their program. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fantastic. And having like, all those members in the community again, then feeds back into the open spaces as well. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Next one is our Ecosystem Insights Award. Yes. And this went to the Cambridge Tech Podcast. Fantastic. Well done, Faye and James. Exactly. Um, the podcast shares like a wealth of information from tech companies um, in and around Cambridge. And a lot of those are very interdisciplinary in the health tech space because obviously tech is so translatable. Um, it's just really interesting to get that tech perspective on what that process looks mm -hmm. like. Um, so Faye and James share their episodes and they're always very popular. And we've also had individual members from the community saying, oh, did anyone listen to this episode? I thought it Indeed. was really good, which is a real endorsement of what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to. I've a standing invite to them to come and talk about what they're doing on 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 uh, on Eastern on the Eastern Promise podcast because yeah. uh, they they are responding to obviously a very uh, a need from the from their community and their 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 uh, affection love for the community kind of really shines through what they're doing and, yeah. and happy to very happy to uh, to see them uh, recognised by the community for the work they do. Next up was our long-standing member award, which went to Tammy Dugan. Tammy, congratulations. Dr. Tammy Dugan, yeah. fantastic. Um, Tammy has, she's been part of Connect Health Tech from the start and has really championed our, our network and regularly con contributes, which was why she got that award for being active on the platform um, consistently over from our start. Um, she's often sharing events, job opportunities, funding calls, um, as well as responding to other members when they've got queries and connecting them elsewhere, which is everything we're about. Mm. That's fantastic. Again, I see Tammy at almost everything uh, that's in Cambridge. 
Tammy is is a, a, a wonderful, warm presence in the in the in the cluster. She's very much outward looking, and it is lovely to see her uh, honoured by the uh, by the sector and recognised for the work she does. Next up was our most viewed post category. Um, That's interesting. Was quite high competition for this and there's different ways that you can look at this are we thinking about clicks are we thinking about shares comments likes yeah that's how, a difficult one how, how do you judge post success down? yeah um, which i mean that was a decision that i had to make and i think looking at the combination of of all so whether that's clicks likes comments and shares i think for connect health tech because we're about allowing people to navigate the ecosystem clicks is almost for me personally, maybe it's a bit controversial, I'd say more important, um, clicks and shares are more important than likes in terms of what is a vanity metric that feels good for me if someone likes my post, but actually if I want people to access this opportunity, mm -hmm. if they've clicked the link and they've read my post and thought, oh yeah, I'm really interested in that, and that's taken them off the platform and they've then pursued that, that's much more important than if they, like, click the like button. That's easy to do, isn't it, really? Exactly. Um, so the winner in this category was a post by Mary Jane Roebuck, who um, is head of events at the Milner Therapeutics Institute. And she is really committed to sharing those opportunities, posting events, posting funding opportunities when she comes across them. But the, this post is a bit different. It's in our space and infrastructure network. And it's a post showing different lab space opportunities um, in the eastern region um, it had really high levels of clicks, likes, comments, shares and Mary Jane has continued to go back to it and so someone will comment like oh actually we're missing whether it's like uh, oh there's like a born quarter based opportunity yeah. and Mary Jane oh great I'll add that to the list now a month later someone joins the community finds this post comments oh we're also missing this one mary jane will go back so it continually resurfaces yeah yeah and it's a fantastic resource mm. in that way next up we had biggest champion which went to Dan Bolser, who I mentioned previously. Oh, a double award winner. I know, he was. Dan joined in 2022 and he has been, I'm not surprised that the, he was involved in the discussion on Aileen's post and took that further because he's been really committed from the start in um, joining discussions, sharing his perspective, um, sharing opportunities and posting and just that commitment to taking this beyond just a discussion thread um, it was fantastic, so yeah. Brilliant. That was done. Okay, the penultimate one. The penultimate one was dedication to a network. Um, and this went to Alexandra Huener, who's head of entrepreneurship at the Milner Therapeutics Institute. And she runs a network called the Early Career Entrepreneurs Network. Yeah. It's an open collaborative space. So anybody's free to post there if they've got a relevant opportunity. Collecting, yeah, opportunities for early career um, researchers, entrepreneurs, people who are interested in maybe dabbling their toes, what does this look like, gaining more experience, to create better awareness of the roots into entrepreneurship and the different roles within that. I think yeah. it's really easy to think, oh, well, I don't think that I'd want to have like, my own startup spin-out company, so it's not for me. But actually, 
startups and spin-outs, they're about a team of people with different expertise. Indeed. Um, and opening up those conversations is so important. It really is. And in the last year, there have been 304 contributions to that space, which does show like just yeah, how much is, is going on. Um, so yeah, that was our winner wow. there. Congratulations. The last award. The last award was the award for growing our community. And this went to Mike Boland, who he works in CITID, which is, I'm going to get this wrong now, I'm so bad with the acronyms, it's Cambridge Immunology Therapeutics Infectious Diseases, maybe something along those lines. And Mike won this award because he's brought the Cambridge Immunology Network, um, which is another open community of practitioners, to Connect Health Tech to really open up the opportunity. It was previously run through a combination of events and a mailing list. But actually, a mailing list is, is good for disseminating information, but it's quite a one-way stream. Of, there's no opportunity for discussion um, and collaboration. And so Mike saw the opportunity in bringing that to Connect Health Tech to open it up and say, actually, we're going to continue to disseminate mm -hmm. information in this way, but actually we want you to share your thoughts and our members to be able to collaborate and contribute. Um, and so Mike has brought them to Connect Health Tech and won the award there. Congratulations, Mike. That's, uh, I, I love that, that openness and that willingness to sort of put yourself out there and, and invite the, the, the cluster, the ecosystem to be part of it. And I think that's, that, ta that takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, congratulations to all the winners, all very worthy winners. Uh, some, pe some people will know those names, some people will not know those names, but hopefully just hearing about it will, will encourage them to, 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 to look into those winners. And, and indeed, as we say, join, join the Connect Health Tech community. Clarice, this has been a fa fascinating look at what Connect Health Tech does. We have only really scratched the surface we could go on for much longer, I'm sure, and there's much more that people want to know, but the best way to do this, I think, is, is to get involved, engage with the Connect Health Tech community. Wonderful things do come out of that community, as we've heard, and who knows, as they say, it could happen to you. Uh, and if you, you, I think if you approach with the right frame of mind, the willingness to collaborate and see where things go with an open mind. Clarice Benny from Connect Health Tech, thank you very much for being with us today. Thanks, Mike. It's been, yeah, really great to talk. My huge thanks to Clarice Benny for that hugely enjoyable chat and congratulations to all the winners of the 2023 Connect Health Tech Awards. And now, this. There are many milestones on the dusty road of life, be they professional or personal. Every year we see them coming in our calendars and meet them either with celebration or, in the case of this week's crowd sorcery... Crowd sorcery. Thank you. Silence. But for those of you daring, daring I say, to put your milestones out there, we celebrate with you in a short but sweet... Crowd Sorcery. 
You know, I blame Ed Miliband. That bloody headstone. You worry about putting it all out there, you take a plunge and you carve it in stone. And what happens? Next thing you know, you're losing a fight to a bacon sandwich. <sighs> I can't blame you. Me, personally? Well, in May, our 100th episode of this very podcast will delight the East of England, nay, the world. Exciting plans afoot there and here. It also marks my quarter century as a bona fide resident of Norfolk and the East of England by extension. No longer a resident alien, me. No, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the induction ceremony, presided over by the Grand Tribunal of Delia Smith, Stephen Fry and Jake Humphrey, with Olivia Coleman calling in from on set. And above them, Chief Judge Alan Partridge. Yes, Alpha Papa himself. Aha, indeed. Then the final test. If I can eat a heaped teaspoon of Coleman's mustard without tearing up, I'm in. Now, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Mike, aren't you just dipping into tired tropes about Norfolk, the very ones to which Eastern Promise is supposed to be taking a metaphysical sledgehammer in a pathetic and frankly ill-judged attempt to pad out this week's crowd sorcery? Crowd sorcery. Thank you. And in so doing, disguise the patent lack of material. Guilty as charged. And if I have caused any offence, I am thoroughly repentant. Moving on, we've subjected Tarquin Bennett Coles, senior partner at SCI Partners, advisor for Little Bean Journey, pro bono mentor for the Homerton Changemakers and careers in healthcare supporter for the MBA and EMBA students at the Judge Institute. To a shocking revelation, says he, Yikes! Just realised it will be 35 years in September when I first arrived at Homerton College to study. Since then, I have worked, lived and raised a family in the area and discovered the beauty of the wider region. I do love the Norfolk Broads and the North Norfolk coastline. Thank you, Tarquin, and we spent New Year's Eve on the North Norfolk coast. Just beautiful. Now, from one friend of the show to another. Congratulations due to Dr Penny Hundleby, FRSB, Senior Scientist at the John Innes Centre, who this year celebrates 29 years working in Norwich. Wow, Penny, and at an institute that is truly a global leader in plant science. Just one more year to go to the big 3-0. Lastly, following in a tradition that I invented, which is more honoured in the breach than the observance, we leave the last word to a former guest on the show, Simon Blackwell, founder of Hemp Innovations Limited, who tells us, My company will be two years old in September, by which time we will be very close to beginning factory operations for the first time. That's great news, Simon. And we at Eastern Promise wish you every success in your venture. And that's a wrap for episode 87 of the mighty Eastern Promise podcast. Huge thanks go to Clarice Benny of Connect Health Tech, to the wonderful Deborah Dawson and all at Mills and Reeve for the warm welcome and the fabulous view from the top floor of Botanic House. Thank you, as always, to the wizard of the woofer, the titan of the tweeter, 
Pharaoh of the Fader and King of the Cable, Engineer 49. Next week, we're preparing for February's Eastern Promise Food Science Summit in Norwich. There is nothing wrong with your podcast. Do not attempt to adjust the sound. We are controlling the sound. If we wish to make it last longer, we will lengthen it. If we wish to make it bigger, we will uh, embiggen it. We will not grow the horizontal. We will grow the vertical. Yes, next week we welcome you to Vertical Farming, courtesy of Fisher Farms at the Honningham Food Enterprise Park near Norwich with my guest, CEO and eponymous founder, Tristan Fisher. We'll also finally hear my interview with Professor Ben Garrod from last October's Celebration of Science and the leading vital role played by technicians at the John Innes Conference Centre. All that, plus we wander along your favourite historic streets and boulevards on next week's Crowd Sorcery. Crowd Sorcery. Not now. <clears throat> I look forward to your company, so until then, bye for now. To hear other episodes of the Eastern Promise podcast and to find out more about what we do, go to our website at easternpromise.org.uk. Eastern Promise is a Priors Croft production in association with Mills and Reeve. Achieving more together. <laughs>